Welcome to Balanced Black Girl, and thank you so much for tuning in. There are so many incredible podcasts out there, so I'm really honored that this one is a part of your lineup. Today is time for a new series. So if you're new to Balanced Black Girl, we do episodes in series where for six or more episodes, we'll take a central theme and we'll explore it on the podcast each week from different angles and perspectives. So our last series was called New Life and Creativity, where we explored fertility, motherhood, and bringing new ideas in the world. Definitely check that out if you haven't already. And today we're kicking off our new series, Modalities of Healing, which is all about exploring the different ways we can heal and putting a sense of joy into what it means to heal. So in this series, we'll be discussing everything from healing your gut and digestive system to healing in community, healing from past experiences, and healing by connecting to nature. But in our first episode, I'm excited to talk about the accessible tools available to us and within us to support our healing with our amazing guest, Ashley Curtis. Ashley is the founder of the Journey Healing Oasis and is a goddess, healer, yogi, spiritual doula, sound therapist, soul care coach, wellness advocate, actress, director, and writer. She hails from a long line of powerful spiritual healers, such as her grandmother, who is an ordained evangelist, and her mother, ordained evangelist and clairvoyant. To further her passion for healing the mind, body, and soul, she obtained a BS in psychology and a minor in philosophy from Tennessee State University, as well as pursued a master's in social work at Loyola of Chicago. Ashley also has over eight years experience with applied behavior analysis and was certified as an energy healing practitioner at the Mystic Living School based in LA. So I was introduced to Ashley when she still lived in LA through our mutual friend, Zuri. Zuri, who's also been on the podcast. I know her episode is like a community favorite. And through her, I've gotten to participate in Sound Baths by Ashley. And that was how I first learned about her work. And Ashley has so many incredible gifts that we barely scratched the surface on in this episode. We talk about energy healing, sound healing, why using your voice is one of the most powerful tools you can have for emotional healing. She has a wealth of knowledge. And after listening to this episode, you'll feel inspired, you'll feel empowered, you'll feel energized, and you'll feel really supported in your journey. Also for our community in Atlanta, Ashley has some amazing experiential events coming up, including an event on May 29th. So if you're listening to this episode right when it drops, make sure you check out the show notes for more information. We also talk about some of her in-person offerings in this episode, but wanted to call that out specifically for our listeners in the Atlanta area. All right, so I'm going to get to it because Ashley shares so much amazing insight in this conversation, and I'm ready for you to hear it. So let's go. Ashley, thank you for joining me today. How are you feeling? Of course, one, I'm so grateful to be here. And I am feeling gracious. I'm feeling in gratitude. I'm feeling excited, curious all those things. Beautiful. I love that you said curious. That's so good. I love curiosity and leaning into curiosity. Yeah. I recently saw a reel on Instagram and there was some guy, he was pretty much just reminding parents to not stop children when they're jumping in puddles and doing these different things because it's curiosity. And I was like, I loved it because it one, it reminds even adults to remain curious because that's how we 
learn and experiment. And although children are newly learning things, we're still always learning as well. So, Oh, 100%. I couldn't agree more and, and love that you mentioned that because I think something that can make adulthood feel really challenging, I mean, outside of, you know, the very real life things that we deal with is is not necessarily leaning into curiosity and asking questions and wondering how things work in the same way we do when when we're little. So I've been trying to embody that as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely been something that I find myself, it's so natural for me, but I've now been more intentional with it. And I sometimes can find myself wanting to be like kind of perfect and that's that perfectionism that is like haunting us in this American society. And so I remind myself to just be curious and be witty and just do it like, you know, and so that's my constant practice. Mm. It's not always easy, yeah, <laughs> but it's fun, you know? Definitely, definitely. What has that practice entailed for you? Is it like asking questions, trying new things? all the above. <laughs> yes. Asking, it's all of it. Asking questions. I'm always learning. I'm always in another course. As a healer, it's imp- you're, you're always a student and a teacher. You know, I'm always learning something and then passing on what I'm learning. So I'm never afraid to ask questions. Usually, especially in the goddess temple that I'm in that Aja Soleil runs, more than likely when it's time to share, I'm the first one to ask a question or, you know, and it, it doesn't, I'm not afraid because I know I want to learn more, you know, in that way. So practicing, pushing myself to, to be bold and be courageous, to ask questions. And also another part of that practice is trying, trying the new things. Like lately for me, it's been following my intuition as it relates to my spiritual baths. I'm a very emotional person. I'm very sensitive. I absorb a lot. I'm empathic. And so water and bathing and herbal tonics and all those things have been so transformative for me in the last few months, like really practicing it habitually. And so I, as far as curiosity, I'll go into, now that I'm here in Atlanta, I'll go in Sevenanda and they have all these different herbs and bath salts. And I just curious, you know, curious. I'm like, hmm. And I, whatever one sticks to me, I pick that one and I'll go Google later. What are the benefits? And it's always something that I need in that moment. But so that's what that practice looks like for me. It's like curiosity and trust at the same time. Mm, yeah. That last example you just had about even just a, a new herb or, or something new to you that your soul is kind of pulling you towards is such a beautiful mm-hmm. example. Yeah. And listening to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is something I would say I started to practice that when I graduated for, or even when I was taking, so I have my certification in, in as an energy practitioner. And so when I was studying at the Mystic Living School around like February, 2020 is when I really started to learn to listen to that inner voice. I started to really hear my intuition and learn what that really meant and what that looks like, because intuition speaks to us in different ways or described as the clairs, you know, it could be clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, claircognizance. It's a, it's a lot of them. And so I started to learn what my dominant ones were. And so I'd be like walking around in a park and I'd hear, stop here. Or I hear, grab this herb. And I'd be like, let me just see where this is going to go. But it always went somewhere. Like I remember walking around, I think it was like Rubens Gold's Park in LA in View Park. And they have like lavender and rosemary all around. And so 
I heard, like I was going through some, I was feeling very anxious around that time. I think the pandemic had just started and I heard for one to stop and touch the tree. And I'm like, okay, everybody gonna think I'm crazy, but I'm gonna listen. <laughs> I stopped and touched the tree. Then I heard grab the herb. It was like the rosemary herb right there. And then it was like, look over here. And it was, and it was lavender and I heard to grab it. And I went and I made like a smudge spray out of it. And when I looked up all that, what the herbs did, they were, it was perfect for anxiety. Like absolutely. It was perfect. And I was like, after that moment, I knew like, listen to that every single time. And so it's, it's becoming like fun for me. Sometimes it feels like, okay, sometimes I don't want to listen. And when I don't, I'm like, yeah, you should have listened. <laughs> so now I just do it. You know, they have that scripture that says like obedience is better than sacrifice. And I really understand like being obedient to your intuition is better than sacrificing what should, could, would happen, you know? Mm, yes. I feel like that was just a message that I needed to hear. And I appreciate you <laughs> being the person to bring that to me. <laughs> so on the podcast, I'm currently doing a, a deep dive into healing and examining healing from different angles. What does it mean to heal? What are the different modalities that can help us heal? And I'm really excited to talk to you about this because you've really dedicated your life to helping people heal. So I'd love to hear how you began helping others in their healing and, and when you kind of realized. You know, it's so funny because it started really, really young. I remember being seven and I, we, my mom and my sisters and I, we all were moving back and forth from Las Vegas to Milwaukee. That's my hometown, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And I remember coming to my grandmother's house and I walked into her room and she was like praying on her knees and she was like speaking in tongues. And I was like, what is that? I want that. A seven-year-old. Everybody else is outside playing on roller skates, all this stuff. I wanted to learn to do what she was doing, like to be devoted and to pray in that way. And so she started to take me to her church circles and her prayer circles. And they called it at the time tarrying for the Holy Ghost. So I started to tarry for the Holy Ghost. And on my eighth birthday, I received the gift of speaking in tongues. And so I was so excited that I would be on the playground. <laughs> I'm in like second, third grade and friends would be going through some stuff and I'd be praying with them on a playground. So it really started very young. And so I became like the church girl. And even in high school, I was known for being a church girl. And I had the whole basketball team at my church. Like I was always, I just always had like a heart for people and I could always feel what they were going through. And I was always so sensitive. And I didn't understand at the time that sometimes I was caring or feeling there to the point that that's what made me so sensitive and I had to learn how to like release those things. But yeah, it started at seven and it, it has not stopped. And so I went to study psychology and philosophy and I went to get my master's in social works. I thought that the construct would be as a psychologist or a school psychologist or a school social worker. Like I was trying to find the fitting as how I would make this into a career, but nothing ever felt just right. Like it felt like in psychology, I had to put people in this box and social work. I had to put people in this box. I could only do certain things. And it was after um, leaving Loyola, moving to LA, going into the acting career, because it was like, that was a way that I could embody like my 
empath energy. And I had my, I got pregnant with my son and I went through a lot of, I feel like I had my pandemic when I was pregnant with my son and when I had him well before the pandemic. And I had to pull myself out of such a dark sunken place. And as I was doing that, I started to learn about Reiki and energy healing. And I had already done yoga and learned about crystals, but it was more the physical practice of it. And as I started to do it and bring up my emotional health and my spiritual health, it like changed the game for me. And I heard in the spirit, I was like, okay, well, what do I do? And I heard it say, Google Reiki. So I started Googling Reiki and an energy healing practitioner course popped up. And it was literally the day that the teacher posted like her, her flyer for it, you know? So I was in her first course, her first teaching course of it. And the rest just, you know, it's history as far as now I've been doing this almost three years, as far as making a living off of helping people on their soul journey, on their spiritual journey. Yeah. Wow. I like just what you just shared about, about the Reiki training. It's again, like exactly what you need right when you need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really, it really helped me like, th- and the reason why I feel that I can go so hard in the way that I do it and not go hard in a masculine way because I'm softening into the feminine. <laughs> Love it. But the reason why I can be so trusting in what I do is because I tried everything else and, it, and that's what pulled me out. I'm an advocate for therapy. I, you know, I, I have a BS in psychology. I studied master's in social work. So I think talk therapy is important, but it was until I learned about energetic healing and shifting. It's everything begins on a spiritual level before it manifests in the physical. So we can talk about something and it's really good to talk about something. It's good for growth work, but sometimes we need energetic shifting. We need like a DNA and a cellular cellular shift before we can even do the growth work. And so that is what happened for me and transformed me. And so that's why I do it for other people now. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing those parts of your story. One of the things that you mentioned that really stuck out to me was that you could feel yourself kind of taking on the energies of other people, which I think when people Mm -hmm. are very empathetic in places where they heal, that can be very natural to do is to carry some of those things that, you know, belong to the people that, that they're trying to help. How did you learn how to navigate that and not carry all of that as your own? I would say the tools that I learned was one, learning to create sacred space for myself to reset, to fill my own cup, to nourish myself. And those things are, you know, taking those spiritual baths. Water is something that really, water holds memory and water is something that is very cleansing. It's very cleansing for the emotional body. All of us as humans, we're about 75% water, but on a molecular structure, we're 99% water. So because water holds memory, you know, there's ways to clear that too. So I'm always like smudging, like using an incense or sage or Palo Santos or something to help cleanse the energy, or I might use sound. Sound is so important. The first thing we hear is our mother's heartbeat in the womb. Like sound is so miraculous. And so sound was something that helped me, whether it was using my voice, like crying, screaming, praying, all those things really helped to shift your frequency. So yeah, so water, fire, pretty much using the elements or even being out in earth, 
grounding just or just going on a walk and taking in fresh air, just taking time to myself. What is what really helped me because I was able to recalibrate into, okay, what's mine and what is not mine? Stillness, like those were the things that really helped because I would find myself before almost people pleasing, wanting to help so many people and moving and moving and moving that I would realize like, wow, when is the last time I just took some time for me, you know? And so those things are what helped me to be able to learn to separate someone else's feelings from mine. And then even going as far as learning how to cut energetic cords, like, you know, those are the tools that I've used for sure. Oh my God. So much goodness in there that I, I want to <laughs> dive into more. I love that you talked about connecting with the elements because I think it can be very easy, especially now, kind of in our modern age, to feel very disconnected from nature. I'm someone who for yeah. a very long time felt very disconnected from nature. And it wasn't until I moved to LA that I started connecting more with nature and realizing how that made me feel. And so even getting back to those simple things of like water, air, fire, earth, it just has such a profound impact. It's literally all we need, water, air, fire, earth, ether, which is like where it all comes from, you know, is that's the medicine. That's what our ancestors did. You know, that's what the the first inhabitants of the earth all over the earth used, you know. And then we we have all this like technology and man-made things that are cool, but that's all we really need are the elements and just to know how to use them. For sure. Absolutely. And LA was definitely like the opener for me too, because I'm from the Midwest. I went to school in the South, but then I went back to grad school in the Midwest. So moving, when I moved to LA, it was like, (laughs) you know, let me go on a hike. Let me go up the stairs, not knowing that I was healing myself in the process, you know, just by being outside. Yes. Just like, just by being in the sun. Absolutely. I could not agree more. It's like when outside is always available to you, that's when you realize how healing it really is. Mm-hmm. Just like sun on your skin, feet on the earth. And there's so much in wellness that feels kind of like a commodity in a lot of ways, like products and things that people are constantly trying mm-hmm. to get us to buy. But literally fresh air <laughs> going outside and having your feet on the earth. It's profound what that does for you. Literally. Just the other day, I felt my nervous system just like going off. I was really being challenged by a lot of things that were outside of my control and were really in my mind, you know, and I had to just go outside and be barefoot and be in the sun and just cry and like bring myself to the present moment. You know, that's another thing that really helps is like, what is happening right here in this present moment, not in the future, not in the past, not in, you know, but right here in this moment and sitting out in the grass, observing the sun and operating like in gratitude, like starting to remind myself, well, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. You know, it slowed me right back down. So I'm grateful for the time spent in LA because now that I'm here in Atlanta, you know, I can, I still, I know to go out and to do those things. It's totally different with the pollen and all that stuff, but I'm getting used to it. <laughs> I'm getting used to it. Yeah. You now yeah. have the tools that you can use in any environment. Yeah. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. Let's talk about how we can start implementing some of these amazing healing practices we've discussed in this episode. If today's conversation is resonating with you, you have to try my favorite meditation app, Open. Open is a digital mindfulness platform combining breathwork, meditation, and movement. I actually started using it a few weeks ago and have been absolutely 
hooked. Their daily meditations are incredible. They've helped me really dial in my meditation practice so much. I love following the guided meditations because they are incredibly easy to follow. The classes feel so natural, like the meditation guides are right there with you, guiding you through your practice. And many of the classes are under 10 minutes. So even if you're short on time, you can fit it in. And I have to say the movement classes are just as good. Their yoga flows are so thoughtfully done. And we all know Pilates is having a moment. So if you've been wanting to try Pilates, trying it on open is a perfect way to get started. They actually have an incredible Learn Pilates series on the app taught by an amazing instructor, Catherine, who is a black woman who guides you through the basic fundamentals of Pilates. I've been doing the series. The classes are just between 20 to 30 minutes. You can do them right at home with no equipment. And it's so helpful for anyone who wants to learn more about Pilates and get in touch with their bodies. Open has unlimited live and on-demand breathwork, meditation, yoga, Pilates, and more. And Open also partners with musicians, producers, sound designers, DJs, and curators to co-create classes for an immersive experience that takes you deeper into your healing practice. So let's take a class together. Open is giving Balanced Black Girl listeners 30 days free. That's huge when you visit open-together.com slash balanced. Again, you can join me on Open by going to open-together.com slash balanced for 30 days free. Do not sleep on this. It's an incredible deal. 30 days of unlimited classes, mindfulness, breath work, meditation, yoga, Pilates. I'm telling you, you're going to want to download it right away. So let me know what you think and I'll see you in class. So a few other things that you shared with us that I would also love to to talk about more and just explore as I'm still learning about a lot of these things is the power of sound to heal and how sound can heal on a cellular level. I would love to explore that and to explore what's happening in our bodies when we hear sound and and why do we respond differently to different types of sound? It's so amazing because there there's a, a scientist like Dr. Moto or something like that. And he did a study on sound and water. And again, we are on a molecular structure, 99% water. And he showed how when different sounds are, you know, whether it's a low frequency or high frequency, how the crystals of the structure shifts. Mm -hmm. So that is kind of what goes on within us as we're listening to different frequencies. We're attuning, like even, you know, like when you're in the radio, in the car and you go into a different part of you on a road trip, you go into a different part of the state, you got to tune the radio to like a certain frequency. We're doing that all the time based on the frequency of where we are. Sound, vibration, frequency is all like one and the same. We all have our own home note is what I like to call it. And I learned from David Gibson over at the Sound Healing Institute in Cerritos, California about your home note and how we all have our own frequency. And so when we are listening to something that is below our frequency or above our frequency, now we're tuning into that. So if we are hearing constantly, for example, very negative words, you're stupid, you're dumb, you're ugly, or you know whatever, if we grow up hearing that, then our crystal structure, you have to just look it up, Dr. Moto. 
the way that the structure looked, they look it looked so bad and so scary wow. and so sad. So and then, but when there's words like "I love you" that are affirming the intention behind it, right? It's shifting the structure, and they're like these beautiful crystals. And so that's what happens with us. So when we're listening to music that is not affirming us as women or as men or as humans whatever like we don't realize it but we're tuning into that frequency and then we find ourselves you know attracting that type of stuff what we watch on tv you know what i mean what we consume period what we eat what we hear what we listen to it all shifts our molecular structure it shifts our frequency there are particular sound instruments that are designed on certain frequencies certain hertz to help bring us back into alignment with our home note to help clear different um, ailments out of the body. When we are sick, it's nothing but dis-ease. It's our body in dis-ease and disharmony. So we just need to get back into rhythm and flow of you know our home note. And so there are crystal bowls, there are chimes. I don't even know. You might it might end up being heard in the in the sound. My wind chimes from outside. Oh, I have sound going all the time. So wind chimes bring this angelic energy into the space. There's gongs. There's the crystal bowls or Tibetan bowls. There's so many different instruments, and then there's just frequencies like four one seven hertz, and there's just different ones that you can listen to that will help bring you into alignment. But the most powerful sound is our like using our voice. It has the most harmonic, so it's the most healing. So that's why, you know, they even it says life and death is in the power of the tongue. We have power and dominion with our words. That is why even the scripture, you know, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. Like words, sound is so important. How we use our voice is so important. And the words that we say I think that is why prayer is so important. You know what I mean? Because it's the words, it's the sound, it's the intention, it's the frequency that's shifting your entire nervous system, that's shifting your molecular structure. And so I like to encourage people. I like I teach a chanting and mantra class. And sometimes I just find myself just, I might just like sing harmonies, you know, and it brings me back into, brings my nervous system back into a calm space. Sound is like, the most amazing thing. And that's also why I am so particular about what I listen to. And I've, and I didn't, before I even understood the science of sound, I always was like, it was hard for me to really listen to trap music. And I went to HBCU. (laughs) And so I would ask all my friends, like, how do y'all just listen to this? And they like, we don't really pay attention to the words. I'm like a lyric person. I'm like a poet. I love words, you know? And they're like, we don't really listen to the words, but I always just knew intuitively, like, I just, I just cannot listen to that because I know it's just, I'm ingesting that, yeah. you know what I mean? And so now even now I'm so selective on the artists that listen and things I listen to because I'm like, I'm attuning to that frequency and eventually I'm going to be attracting this type of, you know, whatever that, you know, vibration is. Hopefully I answered that. I feel like I was... You were not. That was amazing. That was amazing. I'm super, I'm definitely going to look into that study because I'm into nerdy stuff and I love yes. <laughs> looking at research. I'm a scientist myself. Yes. <laughs> so I'll find it and I'll link it in the show notes so that people can check it out because that just oh, sounds yeah. so cool to be able to understand what's happening to our cells and how they change mm-hmm. based off of what they hear. And even that example that you just shared about music, I think what I've realized, because I also used to be one of those people who was like, I'm not really listening to the words. It's the beat. It's whatever. I'm realizing that subconsciously we're still absorbing it. Even if we think we're not, we are. 
you really are. And then you that's when your beliefs change and your action change and your views on the world. And you wonder, well, why do I believe this? Or why do I feel like this? Or why I think all men this or all women that or you know, just all of these different things. And it's really because of subscribing to, you know, the the thoughts, the words, the vibration of whatever that, you know, musical artist is expressing. So yeah, I'm very, very careful around that for sure when it comes to music. And so most of the time I'm listening to beautiful chorus or <laughs> um, just something uplifting every now and then I like to have a little fun but then I'm I even still like after that I'm like let me raise my frequency I'll never forget before I knew about that I was like going through a breakup and I was like listening to like all this like breakup sad music and my friend I the game over and she was like well of course you're sad you're over here listening to all this <laughs> sad music and I never really put it together until again I started to really learn about sound and I'm like wow I was literally like bathing in misery while, you know listening to that instead of listening to something you know shifting the energy to more empowering or you know whatever mm, bathing in misery that's real that's so mm-hmm. real I think something that we can all relate to And we've all been there and just what we consume on every level. One of the things that I've, I've never been able to get into is like true crime content, either podcasts or like, I, I can't, I know people love it. And if you love it, like, I love that for you. I can't listen. Mm -hmm. I just can't have that like on my spirit because I feel like I just absorb Mm -hmm. it and it just can't, I can't do it. I'm the same with that and horror or any Mm -hmm. type of law stuff. I don't. I already have such a, my heart, like I just, the whole law and order and crime and just even honestly, like ER stuff, Mm -hmm. like it's, I'm too sensitive (laughs) to be absorbing (laughs) any of that. So I get you. It's like, I just can't. Yes. (laughs) Completely Mm -hmm. agree. Completely agree. And I wanted to mention something too, as far as just, you know, using sound as healing and just understanding again, how water holds memory. Even sometimes like speaking, like let's say you have a cup of water and like speaking your prayers into your mm-hmm. water, it's going to hold the memory of that. And then you drink and you ingest that. And then in 10 minutes, your cells have shifted to whatever it was that you just, you know, ingest, whatever you spoke into that. So that's something that anyone that's listening, start practicing that in the morning, just, you know, your first cup of water or whatever it is, just speak your intention for the day into it and watch how so many things shift for you. Oh, that is it's been such an amazing practice for me. That is an incredible practice. Thank you for sharing that. I'm definitely gonna start doing that. Yeah, it it works. It once you understand the science of sound and water, it changes the game. You really practice it, it changes the game. Like I even before our call, I made sure I did a spiritual bath with my herbs and spoke my intentions, like just pouring into myself, you know, it's been, that's a game changer. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I'd I'd love to talk a little bit more about frequency as well. I know that's something that we just touched on, but I'm curious, like, are there different frequencies that can help us heal in different ways? So like if we need emotional healing, is there maybe a certain frequency we should gravitate towards or physical healing? You know, do they, do they vary depending on what we need? Yeah, there are, I can't remember because there are so many and you could like Google like a frequency for emotional healing or, you know, a frequency for healing a heartbreak. And, you know, 
and you you want to be con- careful with YouTube because you if you hear like little whispering in it, don't listen to it because you don't know what it is that those folks are saying. But there are like Stephen Alpern and David Gibson. Those are some people that you can look into that have like on their websites and, you know, in, in the Apple Music Library and stuff that have that teach about it and have a list of these frequencies. But like 432 hertz is one that's like great for the heart. And I'm hearing 317 hertz. I can't remember what it's for, but I'm hearing that. So just look that one up. But what I usually do is I think about the chakra that I want to work on or I think about what I'm going through. And I'm always listening to an emotional releasing or a clearing frequency, like clearing emotional trauma, clearing emotions. But also now that as as a sound healer, you know, I, I'll play my own or just sing, even though in the singing doesn't have to sound like a singer, but it's just, again, just using your the harmonics in your voice will heal you more than any any sound tool, any frequency, any anything, like literally giving whatever you're feeling a sound. Like I'm feeling this, giving it sound shifts things. And it's weird. It's, it's weird for us to use our voice sometimes. Like it's uncomfortable sometimes, you know, but if we can get through the uncomfort, it's so healing. So Again, that's Stephen Happer, David Gibson. Those are two great people to look into for a different frequencies specifically. And then use your voice. Give it a sound. Find find where it is in your body. Put your hands there and like give it sound. It might sound horrible, but that's fine because it <laughs> needs to get out. <laughs> yes, yes. The emphasis on using our voice regardless of how it sounds is mm-hmm. a really wonderful reminder. I think especially as women, as Black women, we can feel uncomfortable using our voice because in some instances we're conditioned as if that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. And so that can be hard to to get into if it's not something you normally do, but is so important. It's so important. And, you know, as Black women, we're the elders on this earth. We are, there There would be no other man or woman without us. Like the what we carry in our, we carry in our DNA the first mother of this earth, which was a black woman. And so when we really step into our power and use our voices, unlocking our throat chakra, it's a feminine yin energy. And when we get into that and we open up and we release so many things open, you know, so many avenues clear for us, just using our voice and using it in a way to heal and uplift and not to defend and protect, you know what I mean? But just to heal and uplift ourselves and not feel that we, you know, have to defend our honor or defend or, or not want to be the this or not want to be like letting go of every belief, every thought, every memory that is not yours. Like whoever this whole angry, even the angry black woman thing, like that is a narrative. That's a sound. That's a word that we're constantly hearing. And then we're tuning into. I don't subscribe to that. However, I feel I'm going to speak it. And if you feel like I'm being angry, that's fine. But I spoke what I needed to feel and I was passionate about it. And that's something that I've I'm constantly working on my throat chakra. I'm constantly working on the throat and the sacral, which is our feminine, creative, harmonious, you know, energy. It's they're connected. So usually if there's something going on in our sexual, sensual energy, it's something going on with speaking our truth. And usually when our throat is blocked, it comes out as nice, nasty, or the mean girl, or you know, those type of things. So just learning to speak love to ourselves, whether it's even in the mirror or whatever, just opening that throat, it really helps us tap into our femininity, which has been blocked for so long for a lot of us because of 
the frequency of society that we do not have to attune. I was, I'm so like, I'm just getting so excited <laughs> listening to this because it's just is like so good. What you just said about using our words to heal and uplift instead of defend and protect just was a big light bulb, mind blown moment for me because I think especially with something like the internet and social media, we have access to so much information and it's natural to want to jump in and defend and protect and so many like comment section arguments and things that I, even I know I've mm-hmm. done because we can just get caught up in those things that yeah. making that shift to to heal mm-hmm. and uplift instead is so freeing. Yeah, it's so freeing and it, it's a beautiful practice and because not only does it free you, but someone else gets to attune to that frequency, to your intention. Your intention with your words is to heal and uplift, and now it shifts them. You know what I mean? Fire, you can fight fire with fire, or you can fight fire with water, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, water is always going to win, mm-hmm. period, which is feminine yin energy. Yes, yes. And it goes back to back to the cleansing that that we were talking about earlier. And, you know, now that I think about it more, I'm thinking more about the importance of energetic cleansing of both our space, what we take in. I was recently listening to a podcast that was, it was more like neuroscience. I can send you the episode. I feel like you'd like it. I'll send it to you after this. But it was talking about kind of neuroscience and how we learn and just all that our brains take in and how today we're taking in more information in a day because of the internet than our ancestors took in their entire lifetime. And Mm -hmm. so even hearing you talk about the power of water, the importance of cleansing, I'm thinking about how probably important it is to even cleanse after we take in certain content and we see certain things because we see so much. Yeah, it's it's so important. Like every night, like whether you're cutting cords or you're cleansing or, you know, praying or setting intention, you got to really, like really release because I find myself like... I'll feel, let's say if I find myself grabbing my phone in the beginning of the day, and I don't even scroll that often, but if I do, I will feel drained before the day even went away. I often don't scroll. And so lately I don't be knowing what's going on, <laughs> but I'm okay with that. Like, yeah. cause it's, it's, it's self-care for me to just not take in so much information because even if it's taking in some good positive things, it's still so much more information that's coming away from you and being able to hear your your own. So yeah, the, these I think that's probably why I, I've been heavily on the baths and heavily on the herbal tonics and heavily on just burning rituals, which is pretty much like a releasing thing. I recently even burned an old journal that had all these prayers and thoughts and stuff that just don't align with what I want or where I'm going. And I'm like, why am I holding on to this? Let me release this to the earth. So I literally just burnt the old journal in a little burn safe (laughs) pot and let it go, you know? Yeah. So that is the power again of like the elements and word and sound, because even our words, there was again in one of those studies where you can put a word on the on the glass and it changes this sh- it shifts the frequency it shifts the molecular structure of the water because the intention that you put into the word holds the vibration so even writing and reading words are a part of you consuming and you sh- shifting a frequency so again when we in them comment sections and we <laughs> i think that's why even lately with Instagram shifting words, like seeing people's words has become a whole thing now. Like I feel like when Instagram first started, it was more about the images, yeah. but now it's like reels in words, like people's just 
you know, passages or whatever, like are such a thing, but it's because of the vibration, you know what I mean? So even being careful of what you just, what you read is, it's like, you got to really, to, to keep yourself out of the matrix, you really got to like have some binoculars <laughs> on, like you are, or, you know, you really got to be like, hold up, like seeing mm-hmm. it before it even gets too close, too close to you in the sense. Yeah. The third eye sharpness is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. Sometimes it can feel overwhelming for someone that's just beginning to understand about the elements and, you know, the power of consumption. And sometimes it's just like, oh, that's just too much. But it can be fun. Like, you know, you you can start, it's, like I said, start as small as just speaking into your water or just start as small as paying attention to what you're hearing and asking yourself, is this what I want? Like for people that like, you know, love musicians that may degrade women or, you know, talk about drugs and stuff like that. And it might be fun, but like, is this what you want your son or daughter to become? Is this like the type of person that you want to be around? Like, is this who you really want to be? And like, if it's something you really find yourself like, this really doesn't align with me. It's just like making those small little shifts. And like I said, it becomes fun because you become lighter and you begin to attract lighter and you begin to you know, smile more and the, the the whole, the misery loves company thing. It'll be more like bliss loves company and joy loves company. So I don't, I just heard to like mention that. Cause I don't know if I felt just someone hearing like, Oh, that's just so much. I got to watch what I eat, watch what I listen to. It doesn't have to be that hard. It's more so just about like that. soul care, like caring for yourself and caring for like how you want to feel every day, because every moment counts for the next moment. If you find yourself in the end of the day feeling drained, feeling annoyed, ready to snap, think about how your day went and what you consumed. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure some of those things didn't align with where you wanted to go. Yeah, I love that you brought that up. And thank you for sharing that. Just those those small steps that we can take, because I feel like those those small steps, those little things that we do are what really compound and make the biggest difference over time. Yeah. For sure. It is. It's like a, it's a constant practice. There's this quote. I had to think about it, but it was, it's one of my friends, she sent it to me not too long ago, but it was like, everything I will to be is, is like, it happens because of my practice. Like it's it's not set in stone. This was everything I will and want isn't set in stone. Mm -hmm. It's a practice. And I love, I added that to my reminders because it, that's true. Like nothing set in stone. I can have this amazing film and while that film is going on, that's great. But like, if you don't continue to push and be in more films than you become, that was that. But what are you practicing now? Mm-hmm. Now you're just, you know, whatever. So that's the same thing with anything. Like it's a constant practice. I could take a spiritual bath today. I could say a really good prayer. I could read my cards. You know, I can give love and give flowers to people and tell them your beautiful compliments today. But in the next five days, if I do nothing to fill my cup, you know, then where's the practice? You know, where am I? Where's my frequency? So those small steps for sure. Absolutely. And what you just described, I think it's the beauty of having practices. Like that's what all these things are. It's practice. It's practice for Mm -hmm. being who we want to be, being where we want to be. It's not perfection or right or wrong. You can't be right or wrong (laughs) in any of this. Never. And that's something I had to learn because just wanting to be perfect and that is these practices that would have helped me to be open and be vulnerable because there are moments where I'm like even recently I just shared like a vulnerable feeling with someone that like I wouldn't usually do because of like 
a memory and a past locked trauma. And I was like, you know what? In this moment, I want to be courageous. I want to be seen for who I am today. And that means that I need to share how I'm feeling. And however that's received, it has nothing to do with me. But what I am doing is practicing being seen, being heard. And that that goes by speaking up, you know, and that's not always easy, especially for coming up the way I did, where there wasn't a lot of affection. There wasn't a lot of conversation where I wrote a lot. So now I'm, again, learning to just use my voice and it's a constant practice. It's not perfect. Even doing this podcast is a practice for me of being seen and being heard. So it, it never ends. But the fun is when you look back and you like, dang, I'm so proud of myself because a year ago I wouldn't have been able to do X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's like working out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you look back and you're like, wow, I lost 30 pounds. But it was just because of that constant practice of, you know, pouring into your physical body. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and being able to heal from where you are, realizing that it's not necessarily something outside of yourself that that you mm-hmm. need. It's it's allowing yourself to express and use your voice and be vulnerable. And these are all things that are within us and all tools for our healing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And being vulnerable as a Black woman is so difficult for us. It's so, so difficult, but it's so healing. Mm-hmm. And it's so difficult because, you know, we've just been conditioned to be strong and to be hard and independent and like all of these different things that are very masculine. And they have their place because we are both masculine and feminine. But to be soft and be open and to be vulnerable is so powerful and so scary. But, you know, one of my favorite quotes, I saw it when I was studying abroad one summer in London, probably about 2010. And it said, like, the jump is so frightening between where I am and where I want to be. But because of all I may become, I will close my eyes and leap. Mm. And so I think about that when it relates to being vulnerable, when it relates to being open, when it relates to tapping into my femininity and in my flow, it's like, using my voice lately, speaking up how I feel. It's like, if I, because of all I may become, I want to do it. I'm scared. <laughs> I don't know how she or he's going <laughs> to respond to this, but I have to do it because of all I may become. Like, you know, I don't want to stay in this space, in this place. So uh, hopefully that can encourage someone else to, you know, just be open, just be in flow, just, just be vulnerable, just say it. But say it from a loving place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Not a defensive place. Yes. Yes. It goes back to what you were saying earlier about um, uplift and heal versus protect and defend. Yeah. 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 Intention, you know, intention is the most important thing. And some being empathic. Sometimes people can be like, you know, you know, they say it's not what you say, it's how you say it. What, what they're really trying to say is the intention behind what you said that really hurt me. Yeah. What was your, your intention was to hurt me. Your intention was to bring me down. Your intention, you know, and that is what I felt. I felt that frequency. I felt that vibration. So yeah, be clear of your intention before you speak. Yes. <laughs> before you, before you speak, but also speak. And even if you're not clear and you spoke, that was a step and you learn from mm-hmm. that. Absolutely. And sometimes, you know, you figure out the words as they're coming out, (laughs) if that intention is said. (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) That's very true. That's very true for me because sometimes like, I don't know, I might have to record a voice memo Mm -hmm. and then send it because I'm like, I'm trying to work through how I feel. And I usually would just hold it all in and be cold. So 
let me just send a voice memo and I might delete it and record it one more time before I send it, but I did yeah. it. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, just being able to hear it, it helps mm-hmm. so much. I do that a lot with this podcast. I will, especially on like solo episodes that I do, I'll record it a couple of times just to kind of figure out the the right flow. But even just saying things out loud and workshopping it as I'm saying it helps a lot. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. I love that you have this space for us. It's so amazing. Thank you. It's something that I'm so grateful for and just the way that it's evolved and the people that I've been able to share it with, like yourself and everybody listening. It's it's such a gift. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. And I, I truly hope that the power of sound and water and just using the ele- all the elements. I keep saying water because I'm like a water priestess. I love water. Are you a water sign? Um, and I'm, I'm, Are you hmm? a water sign or do you have a lot of water on no, your I'm chart? No, I'm an Aquarius, oh. but I'm no water okay. carrier. Yes, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm Virgo moon, Aries rising. So I'm actually not a lot of water at all. And maybe that's the reason why I need it so much <laughs> because balance. it's not so much in my placements. Yeah. yeah. But it really, really helps. Um, just thinking of the elements and thinking of ways that you can use the elements in throughout your life, throughout the day, even with the foods that you eat. Like, you know, there are different foods that represent different elements like ginger and fire, you know, like greens and earth, like like watermelons and melons for water. Like there's different foods you can even eat to incorporate the elements and what it is that you are going through. So when you're going through some emotional stuff, Get you some some fruit, some <laughs> water dense fruit. Drink a lot of water if you feel like you need to take action or you need to cleanse your organs. Fire element foods are really good for that. You know, you're feeling like you need to calm your nervous system or ground or be still. That's where you know our kale and our earth foods come in. That's where you know being out in nature comes in. And when you are needing to tap into the intellectual realm, that's where feathers and moving our hands, dancing, incense. You know, breathing in fresh air, the air comes in. So, you know, and then ether is the spiritual realm. So that's when we're going into prayer and we're listening and meditation. Try using this, using your food, using the sounds, using your words with the elements in in little parts of your life every day really begin begins to like shift you and heal. You know, it's like a healing. Well, I call it soul care, but it's like wellness, Mm -hmm. you know, but wellness for the mind, body, and the spirit. Yeah, yeah, which is where everything stems from. Everything about how we feel and and how we move comes from the alignment of those things. Yeah, and I'm so so grateful to know, to understand, and to be in practice because it was one thing to know for a few years. It was another thing to understand in a few years, but then when I became in practice, oh, the game has changed, yeah. okay? I am like, I just feel like I'm cracking open and I'm only tipping the surface because I, again, started to really understand about the elements and spiritual healing and all of that. I grew up in church, but understanding how all the science of it and how all it works was 2020 and now we're in 2022. And so I understood, I, you know, I knew it, I started to understand it, but now I am like embodying it and... It just feels amazing. Like it really does. And it's constant work, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it feels good to be in communion with the divine on a consistent basis. And um, 
I always hear people talk about like putting God first and or wanting a man or a woman that put God first. And I was like, I asked myself, I said, what does that actually look like? How can we show that in a concrete way? And it looks like putting you first, the divinity within you. You know, when we talk about the divine, we talk about God, God is, it's the I that is you before you speak your name. You know, it's that inner man, woman. And the way that we put that first is by doing things that uplift that, doing things that uplift you, encourage you, push you, inspire you. That's putting God first. That's putting, that's communing with the divine. So when you're eating foods that are nurturing and nourishing, when you're drinking water, when you are laughing and playing and, you know, with your friends and, you know, going shopping or doing whatever that just makes you feel joy and bliss and ecstasy, you are communing with the divine. It doesn't only look like being in meditation. It doesn't only look like going to church every Sunday, but it looks like how are you caring for your inner being? How are you caring for the God that is within you? You know, you look at the biblical standpoint when Jesus passed and he said, I, when I leave, I'll leave you with a comforter. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that, or when you, he's, when they say that you're made in a likeness and image, like all of that is just letting you know the ways that every spiritual leader communed with God or commune with Allah or commune with the divine. It was with doing, it was within, you know, the scriptures, the Quran, all of that came from downloads from the spirit. So we all have that same power, you know, and it comes from, again, just the practice of the elements, the practice of doing what feels good. And you know, it feels good by the way, like by the way your heart is beating, by the way your body is feeling, like your parasympathetic system, like, the goosebumps on your body, like you know, if you just are, if you just pay attention to your body, because your subconscious mind is represent represented. It's a the physical representation of your subconscious mind is your physical body. So your body will tell you every single thing. Oh, oh my goodness, that was a tangent. That was an amazing. <laughs> I know I was just downloading. Yes. Like it was like I heard, and it was like just. Go. Yes, it, it wasn't a tangent. It was it was exactly you know the reminder that that we all need. And it's that reminder that we need to bring that, that God within us, that divinity within us to everything that we do, because we can't Mm -hmm. act one way in a, you know, place of worship and then in the other parts of our lives, not walk in that. Facts for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, that's the practice. That's the practice of reminding yourself that you the temple, you are the temple. You are whole, you are God. Goddess is dwelling within you. Like, so no matter where you are, you, you could never step foot in a church if you don't want to, or in a, a temple or whatever. But if you are consistently communing with the divine, consistently uplifting that energy, then you, you know what I mean? You're, you're in practice, like you're in ser- service to the divine, you're in temple. Like, and when I really, truly started to understand that, so much changed for me. And so when I'm working out, it's it's not about me just working out to look good. It's for my mental health. It's to commune with the divine. Mm-hmm. It's, you know what I mean? When I'm 
eating or drinking anything, when I'm watching things, if it's entertainment, if it's something that doesn't feel good, and I'm like, okay. So and then sometimes you can tell yourself, I'm not subscribing to this, or you know, I'm not I'm not subscribing to whatever it is that their view is. Maybe I'm just like for example, the other day I was out at little five points and this guy was doing like face readings and I said, you know, my intention, he was like, What's your intention? I said, My intention is to sow a seed. Not I don't necessarily need I can do my own reading, but I'm curious. And I know that I'm sowing. This is what I do. So I'm sowing the seed into you, in in hopes that it comes back to me sevenfold. So that was me communing with the divine, like with the intention of everything that you know I do. I'm always thinking, how can I be in gratitude? How can I like? Is this servicing me? How can I service someone else? You know, in a way that my cup is still overflowing. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I just, I'm like, I need a second because <laughs> I loved that so much. Oh my gosh. Just such an important reminder of intention and what we carry and what we put forth is I'm like, this conversation has been so healing for me. <laughs> I'm so grateful. It's it's even been healing for me. It's reminders for me too. I feel like I'm not just preaching, but I'm like, I'm I'm hearing and I'm, I'm a vessel, you know, I'm just speaking from experience, but also like speaking what I'm hearing, if that makes sense. Like one of my, well, my spiritual gifts, my two dominant clairs is clairsentient. I'm a feeler. I can feel so much. Somebody could walk in and not tell me nothing that they went through in a day and I could tell them like how they're feeling. But I'm also clairaudient, which is what makes me a, I don't want to sound arrogant, but a great sound healer. Mm-hmm. Like it's because I hear things in a different way where I hear your your guides, my guys, like, you know, I hear messages and things and then I I just convey it. So when I'm doing my sound baths, I'm hearing things and I'm saying it and I don't know how it's gonna resonate with these folks. I'm just trusting it until at the end they're like, oh my God, when you said X, Y, and Z, I saw this or that. And I'm like, thank you, God. Like, you know, because I'm just trusting, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. So I am in gratitude to hear that, you know, this is resonating for you because if it's resonating for you, then it's going to resonate for all the beautiful women and maybe men that are listening to this right now. Oh, yes, I'm I'm sure it will. I think I'm a firm believer in us receiving what we need to hear when we need to hear it. And so I know that's mm-hmm. that's been the case for me in this conversation. And I hope that's also the case for anybody listening. Same. Yeah. So Ashley, thank you so much. This was like a masterclass in energy (laughs) healing and healing ourselves. Where can our audience find you and keep in touch with you? I don't know when this is coming out, but May 29th, I'm having a spiritual spa. It's going to be for feminine embodiment. It's at the Iwi Fresh Farms. I'm really excited about it. So we'll have a spa day and we'll have a sound healing ceremony, a feminine embodiment movement ceremony. And we're going to have a way speed class. It's going to be really beautiful. And I'm only allowing, I only want 12 people because it's going to be very intimate and healing. But you can also, so I'm always going to be doing things around Atlanta, but I'm also on Instagram. It's I am Ashley Curtis. I will be teaching a art and science of energy healing course really soon. So if you follow me, then you'll be able to look out for that. My business, The Journey Healing Oasis, is the Instagram is the journey.healingoasis. 
And I pretty much just only post like what's going on. So that is really good to like know where I'm at because I do sound healing tours. Like I'm always somewhere. In July, I'm doing a soul care weekend in Milwaukee, which is my hometown. And yes, I'm always doing something. And I actually will be doing a podcast soon, which I have to talk talk to you about for advice. It's called Spiritually Strapped. And I'll be just teaching about staying equipped spiritually, like, you know, different practices, different modalities, everything that I've studied over the last, I don't know, 10 to 15 years, I'm just going to, you know, pour out little by little um, from human design to to astrology, to numerology, to, you know, healing with the elements, to feminine and masculine energy. I'll be teaching on that. So yeah, it's time for me to start using my voice, you know? Yes. <laughs> it's time. That was exactly what I thought of when you said you're doing a podcast. I'm like, yes, the space to use your voice. I'm so excited for yeah. you. Yes, let's talk about Thank let's you. talk about podcasting. Any questions you have, I got you. Thank you so much. I'm definitely like, <laughs> this is where the practice comes in, right? Because I'm very nervous around it, but I know that it's bigger than me, you know? Absolutely. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. Well, this episode will definitely be coming out before your event at the end of the month. So we'll make sure we have all of that information linked in the show notes so that our Atlanta Perfect. family can come check it out. Thank you so much for being here. I loved this conversation and just appreciate you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. And I did want to mention too, for the Atlanta family, until further notice, every first Sunday of the month, we do a donation-based yoga and sound healing class at West End Park at 11 a.m. So pull up, bring a friend. It probably won't be going on to after the, this year, but it's just my way to give to the community and get everyone to get to know me. <sighs> And my um, goddess sister, Vashti. So yeah. Amazing. That is an amazing offering. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. I am in complete gratitude. I bow to you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Oh my gosh, thank (laughs) you. Huge thanks to Ashley for joining me in today's episode. I loved learning from her and I just appreciate how accessible and approachable she makes her teachings. It was really eye-opening. I know I'm definitely going to be implementing many of the practices that she shared. So I really want to thank her for sharing with us today. Head to our show notes so that you can follow her and learn more about her offerings as we have linked them there. Thank you to our sponsors who make the production of this show possible. Make sure you check out our discount codes and links in the show notes so that you can save some coins. And I, of course, want to thank you for tuning in today. Next week, we'll be talking about a more physical approach to healing and discussing the importance of gut health and the impact healing your microbiome has on your overall health. This is going to be a jam-packed episode you are not going to want to miss. If you're not subscribed to Balanced Black Girl, hit subscribe or follow on your favorite podcasting app so that you have it downloaded as soon as it drops. Talk to you next week.